Well, welcome back to Camp Cryptid, everyone. I'm your host, Erica Fett. And this week, I am very excited because this week is the Mothman episode. And I am super excited to get into the Mothman of Point Pleasant. But first, I'd like to thank everybody so much for sending in your creepy stories for Campfire Tales and for listening in to last week's episode of Campfire Tales. I had a lot of fun reading all of your creepy experiences from creepy hotels to cryptids to all the fun, like haunted stories that we've all shared. And I just want to thank everyone so much again for, uh, you know, participating in that. So thank you so much. Uh, But like I said, I am super excited for this week's episode all about Mothman. And for those of you who aren't familiar, I'm from Ohio. So I live about two hours away from uh, Point Pleasant in West Virginia. And I've actually visited the Mothman uh, before, and I think like 2015 or 2000, no, oh my gosh, no, it might have been like 2014 maybe, oh, I don't know. Time just flies by now these days. Uh, But I made sure to, um, a couple months ago, I want to say, maybe last year, I posted my picture from Point Pleasant where I'm sitting by the Mothman. So I'll make sure to repost that because I, you know, I I always had a lot of fun um, traveling there. And, you know, since then they've done the Mothman Festival and there's tons of museums. So uh, we just love everything Mothman. But I really thought that would be a great way to kick off the month with a good episode about cryptids because it is Camp Cryptid. And, uh, you know, Bigfoot has been kind of like the one cryptid I've always been obsessed with. And then, you know, being from Ohio, uh, there's, you know, the Grassman, there's Bessie, and then obviously um, Point Pleasant with the Mothman um, and Point Pleasant is literally basically right on the border of Ohio. So I'm just going to consider it Ohio, right? But Mothman is kind of an enigma in this area and shows like uh, the Mothman prophecies, the uh, movie just kind of like added to the the lore of the Mothman. And so basically let's kick off, let's kick off the Mothman festivities for this month. So first off, West Virginia is absolutely gorgeous. It's full of forests, lakes, caves, mountains. It is incredibly diverse in its landscapes. And basically Point Pleasant is right there on the border of Ohio. And basically what divides Ohio and Point Pleasant is the Ohio River. So it is is definitely a nice little cute little town right there on the border. Now, things started getting kind of weird in the 1960s when it comes to Mothman sightings. And basically in the late 60s is when a lot of the sightings were happening. In 1966, there was a grave digger by the name of Kenneth Duncan, and he claimed to see a large brown-like human flying creature flying in the sky while he and others were digging his brother-in-law's grave. Now, he said that this being, this figure, was basically hanging out for about a minute before it flew off, right? Well, prior to that sighting in the graveyard, numerous other people in the area had reported to the Mason County Sheriff, George Johnson, about seeing a large flying figure. And in fact, one local farmer in a surrounding area believed that his German shepherd was actually missing or, worst case scenario, killed by this flying creature. So there were a lot of sightings in the area around that time of this weird flying creature. Now, the gravedigger said he saw the it in the air for about a minute and described it as bird-like with a 10-foot wingspan and eyes like red reflectors and wings from its back like an angel. It didn't have any arms and its torso was like a man. And he basically said that it just kind of flew off. Now, the most popular Mothman sighting other than the silver 
Bridge incident was when the two married couples were out joyriding near the old power plant around the McClintock wildlife area. They claimed that around midnight, they claimed to see a seven-foot flying creature with red glowing eyes. They said they saw the eyes on the side of the road, and basically after they kind of got creeped out, they took off down the road, and when they came to almost like an intersection, the creature was already there, just standing there. And they said that it was crazy because they thought that they were going about 100 miles per hour down this road. So this creature was able to keep up with them at those speeds. Now, when they said that they saw the creature standing there, they said basically that there were red glowing eyes coming from it. It walked kind of clumsy when it was walking, almost like a penguin, and that uh, its torso was like a human, no arms, just wings. And when the wings spread out, it shot up in the air directly vertically. Uh, Now, so like, it, it just makes me think of jeepers creepers in the way that the creeper flies and then that just adds like this whole level of like wtf right (laughs) like what is this thing now that was probably one of the most famous incidents and those two couples were actually pretty well known around the area they seemed to be um very credible people they even said that they they knew it sounded crazy but they were all willing to take a lie detector test and it was a very convincing investigation for the police to look into this. So later on down the road then is when the 1967 tragedy of the Silver Bridge collapse happened. That's when this bridge that went over the Ohio River collapsed into the river and multiple people were actually killed because of this. The crazy thing is, is that prior to it happening, people said they saw the Mothman from car to car, flying over them, hanging out on the bridge. And basically they kind of wondered if he was kind of warning them. Uh, You know, since the sightings of the Mothman in the 60s, many people, though, have claimed to see the Mothman. Some people have even said that, you know, like hunters in the area were around the old uh, power plant and that they saw the Mothman hanging out inside of it. Lots of people have had different claims where the Mothman has come and like been on their property. So there are many people around this area of Point Pleasant and its surrounding areas who have seen this weird creature. Many people felt like they had their eyes were like swollen and um, irritated because of these Mothman sightings. And the funny thing is, too, is if you watch the Mothman prophecies, it kind of touches base on all of these things. And it's kind of based off of the events of what happened in Point Pleasant, Um, whether it be, you know, the bridge collapse, people um, having these sightings, people having weird calls, uh, feeling like being watched. There were all these different things that were happening to the people in these areas that kind of put them in this state of panic. So like I said in the beginning of the episode, uh, West Virginia is full of so much wildlife and wilderness, and the McClintock Wildlife Area is what is around Point Pleasant. The twist to it is that Point Pleasant was actually used in the 1940s to create TNT. So in 1942 to 1945, the U.S. government secured over 8,000 acres to make TNT and a power plant north of Point Pleasant. And basically, it's called the West Virginia Ordnance Site. Now, this site is pretty weird because as they were trying to clear this area of like eight to 10,000 acres, there's a strange story about how the government, they had to come in and move 200 unmarked graves that were actually on the land that was going to be used for the plant area. So in 1942, the government had to relocate 200 unmarked graves that were in this area to a different location. Uh, so, I, I mean, you know, I always joke around, but has no one ever seen poltergeist? Can we just like not let people just like have their burial space? Like, I don't know. Uh, but... 
I guess polter the movie poltergeist didn't exist in the 40s. So, but there's also an incident where the government basically told uh, Lakin Hospital, which was an insane asylum that housed 375 black patients from around the area, that they would have to use the hospital for office space for the TNT factory. So the government basically told this this hospital, like, hey, sorry, we're going to use your factory. You got to figure out somewhere else to house these people. So the government came in and kind of just did whatever they wanted in this area, which I think is really unfortunate for the town of Point Pleasant. You know, I, and I understand that like a lot of people had jobs because of this, but also there's there's a lot of things that are happening that probably should not have happened. The weird thing is, is like TNT, right? We all know that TNT is probably not the safest thing to be around. So I was trying to read the studies on what happens with trinitrotoluene. And that's basically the long, crazy word for TNT. So I'm just going to say TNT to make it easier on myself. But we all know that TNT is probably not the most stable of of substances, right? And, you know, they did all of these studies on people and all of these studies on animals only to find, hey, wow, it's crazy that it's so hazardous. Wow, crazy. So the government was coming in and using the surrounding area of Point Pleasant to make TNT. And basically from 1942 to 1945, they were creating TNT for the war. So obviously, if you've seen anything about Point Pleasant, you know that there are still buildings present that were used for the TNT fa factory. There are still bunkers that they use to store the TNT. You can actually go into them to this day. They're almost like these little concrete shells, like almost like it almost looks like an igloo. And there's they're all over this area. And I think that that is kind of the direction that I'm going to go with the rest of this episode. So basically, in 1979, after, you know, years and years after, not only the TNT factory closing, but 10 years maybe after the Mothman sightings, in 1979, a fisherman was around Point Pleasant and he reported concerns of seeing red water seepage in one of the ponds. Now, the government agencies stepped in to administer cleanup in areas. Uh, they capped off ponds, relocated ponds, cleaned the groundwater. Um, they extracted harmful remnants from the TNT plant. But this was in 1979, like almost, almost like 30 years after the TNT factory closed. They actually called this area the Toxic Swamp Area. And in 1981, the area of Point Pleasant that was used for the TNT factory became called a Superfund site for the EPA. Um, and it was put on the national priorities list for cleanup for the environment. So, you know, you've got these sightings of the Mothman in the 60s. You've got this site that was used 20 years prior to the Mothman sightings as creating TNT. And now you've got 20 years later after that, 30 years later after that, you've got an insane pollution problem in the area. And so in 1981, like I said, they became, it became a super fun site. So it was, it was listed on one of like the, the national priority list for cleanups for the environment. So that tells you just how bad this this was. So in 1994 to 1999, basically the government came in and removed asbestos from the powerhouses. So the old TNT power plants, they removed a ton of asbestos from it. They removed drums and soil and debris uh, from the toxic swamp area. And uh, even as as recent as 2022, there were new pump and treatment systems installed uh, in some of the local water reservoirs. So two years ago, they're still cleaning up this mess of pollution that the government left and didn't clean up. 
So, you know, when it comes to these Mothman sightings, it is, it is, I, I think it is very important to note of all of this pollution going on in the area. Uh, because that kind of leads to some of the questions that people have on what Mothman could be. So, what could Mothman be, right? Well, you know, when you hear stories about the Mothman and you hear stories about red eyes, right? A lot of people were like, oh, no, it's it's definitely like a sandhill crane or an owl, right? It's definitely, it's definitely got, I think there was actually a, an article in a newspaper published that it was a sandhill crane. However, sandhill cranes are not, very active at night. So unless it's like maybe an anomaly, totally could happen. Uh, but they're not active at night and they really don't walk weird. Um, you know, so like doing these episodes, I try to go into every facet of everything. Right. And I'm watching national geographic, um, documentaries about the sandhill crane. Cause why not? Right. And you know, it, the sandhill crane, it doesn't walk weird. And also another thing to note is like, how is someone going to get like a, three foot bird mixed up with like an eight to 10 foot being that has the torso of a human. Sandhill crane does not look like a human in any way, in any way. And also like, even though it has a little bit of red maybe on its forehead, it's not like its eyes are like this glowing red that people were saying. Uh, I just don't understand how someone could mix up the sandhill crane with like an eight to 10 foot, like human, humanoid type of flying thing. I don't know. Owls, sure. Owls do have the reflective lens in their eyes to help them see at night. Some owls get massive, right? But it's another thing where it's like, I don't understand how someone could confuse an owl for like an eight to 10 foot creature. I just, that's, to me, it's like, uh, there's something obviously not clicking there, right? Now, I, I kind of like the idea of, you know, West Virginia is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And if you've never traveled through there, it is so pretty. I like the idea of maybe like a large undiscovered bird, like the Thunderbird, right? Another cryptid. Uh, so some people do theorize that it could have been Thunderbird sightings. And I'll definitely, I'll definitely do more Thunderbird episodes down the road. But you know, that it is full of it is full of caves, it is full of wilderness and vast wilderness. And so the Thunderbird is another theory on what the heck the Mothman could be, right? Now, I mentioned the pollution earlier, and some people like to believe that the Mothman is just a result from this pollution and mutation, and it is this large creature that mutated. Uh, we obviously know that the water was polluted, uh, so when birds are in this area, could it cause gene mutations? And it can cause gene mutations in some in, in some ways causing like cancer and stuff, but, uh, you know, is it going to cause gene mutations in the sense of creating this giant massive hulked out sandhill crane right i guess like i guess in my mind i'm just thinking of like this like huge bird like um like those memes of the sheba where it's like pumped out and like like almost like the body of arnold schwarzenegger and it's just like this this giant mutated like sandhill crane just like yeah um i kind of like you know i me being the weirder that i am i like the idea of it being a mutated creature but west virginia is a wild place and even there are places that are so remote that even in today, in 2024, you could go there and you may not get Wi-Fi signal or even cell phone service at all. So it does tell you, it does show you that West Virginia can be very remote 
in some areas. So to think that there could be some kind of like bird or some kind of creature out there lurking, I don't think that that's so so crazy to think, especially knowing how vast the wilderness is there in West Virginia. So to kind of go along with the idea of the Mothman being um, this crazy cryptid, there are other similar sightings of cryptids that are similar to the Mothman that kind of adds some more cryptid lore. Uh, The Blackbird of Chernobyl is one that I thought was very interesting. So there's a fable that surrounds the disaster of Chernobyl, and it's that many people who were working in the plant prior to the event and even after saw a giant black bird with red eyes, and they thought it was almost supernatural uh, leading up to the event and after it. So word of mouth said that the giant supernatural type of creature was an omen for the explosion. Now, there's also the Freiburg Schrieker of Germany, and that is a creature that was like a giant moth-like flying creature with red glowing eyes that was perched on the entrance to a mine. And people didn't want to enter the mine and come to find out like later on that evening, it saved them from an eventual mine disaster. So that happened around uh, Freeburg area and around the Black Forest. And the Black Forest is also very supernatural. And I, I would love to do an episode on that area of Germany. So while the Chernobyl Blackbird and the Freeburg Shrieker are super cool stories that add to the legend of the Mothman and the Mothman lore, there's just nothing in concrete that says these sightings actually happened. It's more just word of mouth and urban legend. But I will say that like I was looking into like mining areas to try to like I was trying so hard. I was like looking up coal disasters, uh, you know, world coal disasters. I was looking up German coal disasters and I, I was like looking up everything to try to like validate this in some way. And while there are mines that are like the biggest mines I could find that were like in the SAR region, I believe is S-A-A-R. But like they're like two hours away from Freiburg. So if there's anyone in Germany listening that can validate any of these claims or can send me any type of um, newspaper articles or anything, supposedly this happened um, in like 1978 where these people saw this uh, this creature kind of warding them off from the mine. Uh, but like I said, I couldn't find anything. And a lot of these claims are kind of just like word of mouth urban legend. So, I, you know, whether the Blackbird of Chernobyl exists or whether the Freiburg Shrieker of Germany exists is still kind of like up in the air. It would be cool to add to the Mothman lore. But like I said, it's nothing's in concrete saying that um, these sightings actually happen. But one sighting that actually has happened is the Chicago Mothman. So it's been a while since Point Pleasant has seen the Mothman, right? But Chicago recently, in the past, like I would say decade, has had pictures and videos from numerous people all over Chicago saying that they saw a Mothman-like creature flying. And I'll, I'll definitely post some of those over in Reddit. Now, you know, whether or not it's just some rich billionaire like Batman, you know, using his high tech equipment, because Lord knows if I was like a billionaire, I would be like Batman up in, I would be like Batman first off. I would be having like a little bat layer. I'd be like, okay, what, what kind of like proton pack can I create? I don't know. I would be doing some weird shit, but that's probably why I'm not a billionaire, right? (laughs) But could it be a supernatural being that's just warning humans of eventual disasters, almost like a guardian angel? You know, they they say that it's like a harbinger of death, right? They say that the Mothman is like an omen. But I look at it a, a completely different way. I look at it as it's like, he's just like time, trying to warn people. It's not like when he's seeing people, he's like abducting them or, you know, assaulting them or, you know, doing anything menacing. He's just kind of existing and like flying around and just chilling out being the 
whatever kind of mutated creature it could be. I don't, maybe it's mutated. I don't know. I just think it's kind of fun to think of like, I grew up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I'm going to go with like, <laughs> like I'm going to go with like that, right? So what we do know is that from 1942 to 1945 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the government used this area to create TNT. And obviously some of those chemicals affected groundwater in the soil and the surrounding areas around it. 20 years after that, people had sightings of a giant winged creature with red eyes. 10 to 15 years after the sightings, the government had to come in and actually clean up the area, the groundwater and the ponds and all of the surrounding water because it was, and even soil because it was polluted. So whether or not this is some kind of mutated creature or the effects of hallucinations due to the government's TNT pollution, the community of Point Pleasant has been through so much in terms of tragedy, but yet they endure. So to me, the Mothman is just a symbol of that endurance. The community has been through so much, but instead of looking like the Mothman as like an omen of death, they celebrate it and its legacy on this tiny mountain town by the river. Uh, the Mothman Festival is in September, and people travel from all over the United States and the world to visit this tiny supernatural town, and just to celebrate the Mothman and the mysterious legends that surround it. The town of Point Pleasant embraces its past and has proven that it will persevere through the hardship that it faces. You know, I, I think my little sister asked me, so what would do I think the Mothman is? At the end of the day, I just don't know. You know, could it be mass hallucination that people were dealing with because of the effects of TNT and the pollution that, you know, the government just didn't clean up? It could be. Could it actually be a mutated creature? Sure. Why not? I, I don't have the answer for what Mothman is, but what I do love is that the town really embraces it and it brought life to this town that has faced so much tragedy in the form of pollution, um, the silver bridge collapse. And to me, I think that Mothman is kind of like a symbol of hope for them. And like I said, it's not like Mothman is going around being like a little menace. I mean, other than the guy who th thought that he, you know, took his dog, but it's not like he's going and like attacking people. It's not like, you know, when those kids were out joyriding at midnight, he was like, uh, like, um, like trying to attack their car or like get to them or like, he's just like chilling around, maybe having a joyride of his, his own. So I don't know. I don't have the answer for Mothman, but I do love that there is excitement around it. And I do love that people love Mothman and it brings people to Point Pleasant so they can enjoy, you know, the the lore and mysteries of what surround it. And like I said, Point Pleasant is still dealing with pollution to this day that the government is cleaning up. So, you know, I think it's worth it to go visit the Mothman Festival and to support people in that town and help them flourish as a little community and to celebrate, you know, weird cryptids and to celebrate weirdness. And I think at the end of the day, I think people want to believe in Mothman because I think people love the idea that there could be more than we know that exists out there. And I, I just love that. I love the enthusiasm that people have when it comes to the Mothman. And it, it was a very popular movie when it came out. And, and well, I, I, actually, I lied. I don't think the movie was very popular when it came out. It has like a cult following now. <laughs> but even though it was like a star-studded movie, I don't think it did well on its release. But the, the book was huge. And, and now the Mothman Prophecies is like a, a very, you know, celebrated movie when it comes to cryptids. But 
I will say when it comes to Mothman, you know, the sightings are crazy and, and, and I could sit here and talk for an hour about the sightings, you know, but I feel like everybody kind of knows about the sightings. So I, that's why I kind of wanted to go more into the uh, pollution aspect of the effects of the pollution and whether it be, you know, the pollution caused mass hysteria on people or whether it be the pollution caused a cre you know, a crazy mutated creature. I don't know. I don't have the answer, but then that's fine. But what I do know is that the Mothman is cool and I'm here for the legends. I'm here for the lore. And now I got to go to the Mothman festival (laughs) because I got to get my Mothman stuff. Uh, But what's really, really cool about Point Pleasant is that they do have like a little Mothman museum. They have, it's very celebrated. Like I said, the Mothman statue, if you've never seen a picture of it, it is so cool. And um, I believe uh, the artist Bob Roach is who created that. But it is it is a cool little uh, metal statue, and I, I think if you are in the area and you need a cool little you know side trip to go on, go to go to Point Pleasant. You know, go visit Point Pleasant. Go to the Mothman Museum. Go take your picture with Mothman, and uh, you know, report back to me and let me know of your findings because uh, <laughs> we got to figure out what the Mothman is, right? And hey, if it is a mutated creature, and it sounds like it's just kind of chilling out, it's not hurting anyone. And it's not really doing anything to, you know, warrant its capture or anything like that. But let's uh, let's celebrate the Mothman. So yeah, that's my analysis of the Mothman. I I know it's like that people have probably heard so many things on the Mothman, but that's why I really wanted to focus in on, uh, you know, the pollution aspect because to me, I think the tra- the real tragedy is that the government came in and kind of messed up the local area and then they just kind of left and they said okay they washed their hands of it and then they were like okay well whatever you have to deal with from these chemicals is what you have to deal with as a community and I think that's really really unfortunate and I do think it's great that the EPA has stepped in and I know that um, I think the branch of the army has to to also overlook the cleanup but I mean it's important that these things get cleaned up because there are people who still have to live there today who are dealing with this and who knows how it's affecting the local wildlife who knows if it's mutating like frogs and stuff so we're going to get like maybe another loveland frog incident where it's going to be like a giant frog but i don't know mothman is cool and i'm here for it and i love it and hail to the mothman so yeah but yeah so this month is uh is gonna be off the chain um we're gonna be doing more interviews and I've got a nice little Valentine's Day episode of Sex and Horror coming up where I'm going to analyze my my favorite of the sexy horror movies out there because there are some really really good bops out there and I um I can't wait. So I hope you all enjoyed my little analysis of the Mothman. I uh I have a lot of fun reading about this and and like I said, I I just really wanted to focus in on weird things that maybe uh, aren't talked about quite as much. And I just think that the TNT area is something that definitely needs to be investigated. So with that being said, if you ever go to Point Pleasant or you have any pictures of Point Pleasant or you have a story of the Mothman, feel free to send it in. Uh, You can always submit it on Reddit too. make a little post on Reddit. I love seeing people's posts on Reddit, whether it be you're excited about the new episodes or, you know, you are posting random movies coming out. Please keep doing it. I love it. And also with that being said, I think the good thing about doing these episodes and just talking about it is sometimes it, it may inspire someone to go do their own research. And then, you know, that person may be who finds, you know, what actually is going on. And I think that that's really the cool thing about this. And I think that's why, you know, we should always continue to talk about these things that are mysteries because one of you is probably way smarter than me and can solve it. So here, here to that. 
But with that being said, you know, if you have any other stories or you have any um, creepy events that you'd like to submit for Campfire Tales, make sure to go to campcryptedpod.com. You can uh, submit your story there in the contact section. And I love reading your stories. It's like my favorite thing ever. But the really cool thing is, is that we get to kind of like all like bond over all of these creepy stories and all these mysteries of earth. And, and that's my absolute favorite. But yeah, I hope you all enjoyed the Mothman episode. I, I definitely, I looked at my husband earlier and I was like, we have to go to Point Pleasant. Like this is, this is absolutely something we have to do. So around September, if y'all want to go to the Point Pleasant Mothman Festival, I'll probably be there and we all got to hang out and go get our pictures with the Mothman because that will be the best. That's my episode this week, and I hope you all liked it. I um, I I watched the Mothman Prophecies movie from <laughs> this past weekend, <laughs> so I made sure that I, I stayed up to date on my my Richard Gear knowledge. But yeah, so other than that, I do have a couple episodes coming. I am excited to do a couple more uh, guest spots coming up soon. And then also I'm very excited for the Valentine's Day special, which is actually Valentine's Day is actually on Wednesday next week. So it's perfect. I'm going to be doing the uh, my little rundown of sex and horror and the sexiest horror movies out there. And I that's why I love I love incorporating like sexiness and horror and I feel like that's why I feel at home <laughs> because for some of you who don't know I am a model I've been modeling for now like I feel like 45 years um, <laughs> that's what it feels like um, but I, I've always kind of incorporated um, horror into my modeling whether it be like cosplay or theme sets uh, you know I did a, a wonderful King Kong uh, theme shoot for Camp Out Magazine a couple years back and those are my absolute favorites and to be able to incorporate that stuff with my actual like love of horror is like my absolute favorite. It's 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 the bee's knees, but but yeah. So I guess let me know what you think the Mothman is in the comments, or you know, uh, send me an email if you think you've got it figured out. I I I'm dying to know what y'all think because I do not have the answer on this one, and it is it is still a mystery, and I I I don't know. I love this mystery, but yeah. So hey. I hope y'all are having a great week so far, and I hope wherever you are in this world, you're having a great day, you're getting some good food in that belly, and um, you know I hope the sunshine is shining on your face because you know I need more sunshine. I'm in Ohio, like I said, and it is while the sun is shining, it is cold out. <laughs> I, I need some warm weather. Also, I'm sorry if since I'm in Ohio, I probably sound like a mouth breather right now because I am a mouth breather. I am still kind of under the weather, so I'm trying to I'm trying to pull through so you guys don't hear me like breathing in the background, but I, I, I have to cut out my breathing sometimes because sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, what that's me breathing. I sound like, I sound like a monster. Like, oh my gosh, goodness. Thank y'all for dealing with me. But Hey, like I said, I hope you're having a great week so far and I hope you continue to have a great week. And until next week, y'all take care.